0: If you are looking to enhance your leadership skills and create a positive feedback culture within your team, this episode is for you. Constructive feedback is an essential aspect of effective leadership. It empowers team members to grow, improve, and reach their full potential. That's why I have Lene Remendino back. She's sharing the best practices for providing feedback that drive positive change. Better yet, Lene is also sharing a model that guides leaders through feedback meetings, ensuring a collaborative and supportive approach. If you are new to the Women Taking the Lead podcast, hello and welcome. I'm Jodi Flynn. I'm the CEO and founder of Women Taking the Lead, A leadership development company that works with individuals, organizations, and boards to close the performance gap by attracting, developing, and successfully promoting more women into senior levels of leadership. These benefits are realized through coaching, consulting, leadership development programs, and keynotes. And if we are not already connected on LinkedIn, please send me an invitation to connect. You can find me directly at linkedin.com forward slash I N forward slash Jody Flynn, or you can search for me on the platform. I'm very active on LinkedIn, so I should be at or near the top of the search results. And be sure to add a note to the invitation, letting me know you're a listener of the podcast. I would love to connect with you and get to know you better. Welcome back to the Women Taking the Lead podcast, Lene. Hello, Jody. How are you? I am well. I'm well. And I'm excited to talk to you. And, you know, it, me and the listeners, we're here. We're at, your, <laughs> we're at your doorstep saying, give us more. And with this episode, it is a follow-up to our last episode. Wow. In, our, in our last episode, we talked about providing constructive feedback, why that's important. But we really doubled down on things pitfalls to avoid right and i know sometimes people like to start there but with this episode we were thinking more of let's talk about best practices let's talk about leading with taking the right steps and you have a model that can guide leaders through the before during and after this feedback meeting so tell tell me about that model that you that you utilize
1: Absolutely. So some of you may have heard of this in the past, but it's called the GROW model. And the GROW is an acronym. So the G is for goal, the R is for reality, the O is for options, which is my favorite piece. And then the W is for a way forward. Um, And I think that this, this model can be used in a lot of different ways. In this case, we're going to use it when providing
0: coaching and feedback. Okay. Now. With coaching and feedback, you were chatting with me before we hit record around, it's important to know, and it harkens back to our episode on expectations, because like, the reality is, if we're having a feedback conversation, then probably something went on with the expectations. What are the different scenarios that could be going on here? Well, so it
1: depends on how we've set the team member up successfully. And I think When we talk about being leaders and leading the way, we also have to demonstrate that we will take a pause and think about what really might be going on. Not just what we observed in the moment and become reactionary, but rather, did we set the right expectations? Did they retain the expectations? Is it that they're doing something not so well, and we want to support them in doing it better. Did we ever demonstrate the way for them for them to see what better might look like? So there's a lot of questions to ask ourselves first, when we go into those meetings, and often, some of the pitfalls that we've mentioned in the past, but one of those could be that we are too reactive. And Mm. we don't pause to really think about well, what could I have done better to support this individual. And that's what coaching is all about.
0: Yeah. So what I'm hearing you say is uh, the first best practice is to kind of take that pause and reflect and ask yourself these questions. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else that someone should be asking themselves when they're taking this time to reflect?
1: Yeah, I think that there's a value in why are we even providing the feedback? So is it, of course we want feedback to be constructive, but sometimes we might just give feedback just to give it. And yet, what's the value of providing it? Is it going to support the team in some way, performance in some way, learning in some way? And and not just, hey, you kind of, this is what you do. and But there's really there's nothing, there's no harm in what that person is really doing and, or to the business or to something. And so we need to ask ourselves, is it really important to
0: mm-hmm. provide
1: this feedback? And not and, just because we're told to.
0: And I, on the flip side of that, because I have some clients who, you know, they hate these types of conversations, yes. you know, they're just so uncomfortable for them. This Can really help them as well, because it really gets at why is having this conversation so important? Because you can think about, is it, will it benefit this individual? Will it benefit the team, right? Because oftentimes when we're not having feedback conversations, it will quickly impact the morale of the team you know, it will impact your high performers, right? Because if you're not addressing behavior that needs to change or performance that needs to change in an underperformer, then it's your overperformers who usually will try to pick up the slack to their own detriment, right? So dot, 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 dot. So this reflection time is a great way to cultivate that. Why are we having, why is this conversation so important? Yes, I
1: think... For some reason, some leaders get com- I don't know if it's confusion, Jody, or they just af- afraid of conflict. So they think, well, I'm about to quote unquote correct somebody in something. So therefore then it's negative, and therefore then it's conflict. Mm-hmm. Instead of what I love about this model and and just coaching in general is if we, the best practice for leaders would be if we just sit back and go, all right, what do I need to evaluate for myself in supporting this team member better? What have I missed? What could I be doing? Mm -hmm. And then it reminds us going into the meeting that this this isn't about conflict. This isn't or shouldn't be about a negative. This should be about, hey, I may have missed something along Mm -hmm. the way, or I want to level set and make sure we're aligned, so that I know where I'm stepping in to support you as needed. And when you have that kind of approach, then you it's it's a huge reminder for us as leaders that we have to provide feedback. But how we do it is instrumental to the success the success of that relationship, but also to the environment that you're about to create, because if you go in stuffy and like you're about to counsel instead of coach, Mm -hmm. uh, that could work detrimentally against you.
0: Yeah, it's a great developmental opportunity for both you as the leader and manager and for your team member as well. So looking at it Mm -hmm. that way is a great opportunity. Okay, anything else that, you know, a leader should be considering before going into this type of meeting?
1: Uh no, I just think just again reminding yourself to have the time to reflect, ask yourself those questions, and be prepared to give positive, constructive feedback, and why it's important that you're you're sharing that information with somebody. So you really just want to identify what's your starting point, right, mm-hmm. as you get ready to go into that meeting, and right. how do you? What want are to the bullet up? points? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: No. And I like how you said that too. Like, how are you going to show up now? We've said in the last episode episode, you know, don't give people feedback on attitude because that's just like, there's no winning there. Right. But as a going into this meeting, you definitely want to think about your own attitude going in because that right. impacts how you show up. Right. So thinking about, you know, what do you want to convey? Right. And I'm, words are coming to my mind, like confident, reassuring, you know, clear, you know, that you really want to think about like, what qualities do you want to be embodying as you're going into this meeting?
1: 100%. So you're already aware of what the meeting objectives are. But as we lead into maybe Jody the during, right? Of the meeting. You, you sit in, you start to prepare yourself as, as you're about to open up this meeting and you're right. It's all of those things and how you're showing up in that moment, but you don't, your team member doesn't necessarily know Mm -hmm. what those objectives may be. So you've spent that time ahead of time. And then you come into the meeting and you want to set the tone of what the objectives are. And I think this is where it trips people up because it becomes so formal. And it becomes so, oh, I have to say exactly what this is and this is why we're doing it. And, and yes, we want to get our points across, but it's mm-hmm. important that we're doing it again in a very supportive manner that this is a we conversation, not a you conversation. Uh, mm-hmm. That is, in essence, everything to do with coaching. Uh, it becomes a you thing when somebody doesn't really have the can do, will do or ability to do the job that's when you really have to be a little more firm on you statements. But in coaching, it's we're in this together. And Mm -hmm. so how you show up and prepare to set the tone uh, is really important. So you set the meeting objectives and Mm -hmm. what's the reality from your reality. I think that's really key because your reality is not going to be mine often.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: so how do we, share what we believe the reality was. What are the facts? What are the behaviors that we observed or see? Uh, and that were clear, but kind in that. And then ask that team member, what do they see? Have them do a self-assessment. What, And then in what they see, what do they think they do well? What are their opportunities? And through that, it just opens up a really solid dialogue.
0: Yeah, you know, Lene, what you had me thinking about is, we can get to the facts like this happened, this was the behavior, then you said this to X, and you know, all of that stuff. But that doesn't change the fact that my interpretation of that factual event might be different than my team members' interpretation of that mm-hmm. factual event. So it's important to get their take on the situation. Like, here's what I saw. What do you think about this? Like, where like, where are you coming from? Because there might be something that we're missing. I don't know about you, but I have discovered amazing music, books, TV shows, movies, restaurants, and podcasts for sure, because a friend or colleague told me about it. Our network, made up of friends, family, colleagues, and acquaintances – Are a vital source of information and access to resources for us. If you find the content and suggestions from this podcast valuable, could you do me a huge favor? Could you share it with a friend or colleague? Typically, the best way to share a podcast is to share a specific episode that made you think of the other person. You can share an episode right from your podcast app or you can send the link to the webpage found in the episode description. My goal is to help millions of women to grow and feel calm and confident in their leadership. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart for helping me to do this. And I thank you for helping the woman in your life be the confident leader she is meant to be by introducing her to this podcast. So thank you.
1: I think we might, we brought up um, I think it was in the very last one, Jody, about excuses. I think people are afraid to hear them. Mm. One of the best bosses I've ever had. Uh, he legitimately one time I remember he said to me, um, "I shared with him just the array of information that I could about why I made a certain decision that I made, and he had gotten feedback. I guess that it wasn't the best decision." And when he asked me, why did I make that decision? What was coming up for me? Yada, yada, yada. I shared it with him and he sat back and he goes, well, I don't know that I would have done anything differently. So now I need to reevaluate why I'm giving you this feedback. Mm. And, and then we had a better dialogue about, okay, but somebody didn't like the way it was handled or the decision that was made. So let's evaluate that together. And we did. And then through that, we assessed, let's just switch up this one little thing. And
0: it was simple. You oh, just gave me chills when really? yeah, because isn't that what we really want? I mean, as, as yeah. managers and leaders, no, we don't always want to walk into a meeting and have somebody go, this is unfair. Like this is, you know, but like the way that conversation went with your, where your manager said, well, you know, why did you do that? Like what mm-hmm. what or what happened might be a better question. And you explained it and he was like, huh. Yeah. Yeah. And, but like, also, you know, it could have been easy in that place to go, this other person is wrong. No, like the next step was, okay, but somebody like felt like this was not the right move, like from their perspective. So what can we do to support that person? Like, that's beautiful. What a great example. Thank
1: you. Yeah. I think that there's, there's the good and the bad, right? I've had other leaders that did not want to take the time to hear anything about what I made a decision around or why I made that decision. And I just can't express enough that if we don't hear the other side, then we're not coaching. Mm-hmm. And if you're not prepared to listen to how people got to where they did in the decision making or whatever the behavior was, then we are not working with people potentially in our minds as leaders, we, we aren't working with people that have the will do can do or ability to do the job we're, yeah. and we're not treating them as such. So if they do, if you're, if you're calling it a coaching opportunity then you should only be doing that with people that do have those three components, the will, do, can, do, and ability to do the job. And if they do, hearing them out to look for the nugget in all of what they have to say on that one opportunity to coach is instrumental for
0: their growth and for our own as leaders. Yeah. And you can't find a way forward until you know 100%. where they are coming from. Right. Cause the, the way forward gets very confused. If you don't understand what were their intentions, what was their understanding? Like what did they know at the time right. or not know at That's the time true. that caused them to make that decision? Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Okay. What else? What, where, like now I'm like, wow, we're in the meeting. Like what? what, what else? We, are, we now? are now what happens?
1: I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> So, I mean, I think it's just then to your point, it's getting that alignment and not being the leader that gets stuck in tell mode and telling people what to do. It's having and navigating the conversation around what is best for all parties and how do we achieve it together? Again, that word together, the we in this is instrumental. So we what do we want to achieve and what's ideal How do we get to that, to where we need to get to? And how do we do it together? And certainly as a team member, you're hoping if you, again, those I have the will do, can do ability to do the job. So hopefully I'm showing up for you like, I got this. I want to do this. This is what I will do. And sometimes they need a little guidance or push in that because they may just not know and they need you to demonstrate the way. But once you can get to that ideal place, uh, I think it's about creating an action plan. And mm-hmm. what's the timing of that action plan and getting their thoughts on the timing because that's a coachable moment too. If you need something to autocorrect pretty quickly, then you, you don't want them to say, I can do that by 2025. <laughs> so right. you just really need to assess like, where's their mindset in that? That's pretty important.
0: Yeah, and it goes back to expectations too, right? And you're about to get into in a bit, Like follow up, but how do you follow up if you're not even sure, like, what milestone they should have hit by the time you're having that follow up meeting? So, yeah, having that plan of exactly who's doing what and when without that information, you can't go into the next steps. Okay, amazing. So, what are the next steps? (laughs) Well,
1: I think during the meeting, so this is one of my favorite tools to use no matter what because, um, And I won't fear our audience too far to the left. But I will say that a lot of times team members will say, well, I don't know what to do or I don't know how to do it. And this could be random in the moment where they knock on your door and they're like, I'm trying to make a decision. I don't know which way to go or I don't. But in this moment, too, you're trying to create an action plan. You're trying to gain alignment. And the best way to do that is say, what are our options? So think of it as a mini brainstorming session. And mm-hmm. anytime you can you ask a team member to do that deep think, be prepared. They may not know in the moment, and that's okay. You can re- you can convene again tomorrow and just say, I want you to walk away and think about what are what are our options? How do we uh, anticipate getting to where we need to get to and in what ways can we do that? And you exhaust all the options. And in brainstorming, there is no no. So a team member could very easily say, I don't want to do it. Like that's an option. Okay, it Mm -hmm. is. What's another option? What's another option? And just exhaust those options. But again, those are coachable moments because depending on what they say as the options could be, you learn a lot about particularly is that team member, are they really demonstrating they have the will do can do the ability to do the job. And that Mm -hmm. can turn sideways quickly if they don't. But in that moment, that's what you're hoping to gain is what are all the options? What can you do? What, who can help them do it? Uh, what do you need in order to do it successfully? What do you need from me?
0: I think those are very important questions to ask. And two things came up as you were discussing options. Like you said it, but I want to bring it up again. This doesn't have to be a one and done meeting, right? This meeting can happen in parts, right? Cause you might hit a point in the meeting where you, you have to say, okay, let's, let's pause here. Here's the homework for both of us. And then we come back again. The other thing with options is you can also explore. What are the pros and cons of these options? Right. Cause one of the things you gave as an example is they might say, I might not want to do anything. Okay. Great. That's an option. What's the pro of that? Right. It's easier for you. You can carry on with life. Da, 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 but what's the con? What are the things that are the consequences of not doing anything? And so it's important to explore that as well. Okay. So you're, you've, you've got like the option that you've picked. You know, when you're starting to put that plan in place, how do you kind of wrap up this meeting?
1: So I think the wrap up is a piece that people often don't do extremely well. Uh, They think, okay, well, we just said all the options, so let's go fly and do that. Um, And yet it's really important to level set those expectations before you end the meeting And potentially have your team member restate the plan. Mm -hmm. Again, it's all about making sure you've gained alignment. So when that team member is able to regurgitate back, here's what we're going to do. Here's the option we chose to do it. And here's the timing in which I can do it by. Then it's also important that the leader end with what's the scheduled follow-up. When am I going to take the time to observe and shadow this team member and share the plan, that part of the plan with the team member, because we don't want to just leave them out there to hang, you know, just on their own. So it's important that we, we follow up and we let them know that we're going to be following up and that we're beside them through whatever it is that they're doing. And um, we want them to just reconfirm what they took from the conversation is there anything more that you might be able to learn through what they share at the end here it, that you need to level set again and then it's important that you guys hold each other accountable for the commitments that you share you're going to do and that you say that as a leader that you've got to hold me accountable as well because mm. i i am in this beside you and i think that then leads into really what happens after and that you continue to do the follow up and again i can't say follow up and follow up enough, mm-hmm. because that's what we should be doing. And as a coach, as a leader, uh, we're in it for our team members, for their growth and their development. Uh, but I know, Jody, you had a really wonderful analogy around leaders and a garden and I yeah. do it service. So I'm going to ask
0: you to share that with all of us again. It was pretty awesome. I'm definitely going to share that. Two things I want to say from what you just shared that really stuck yeah. out for me is, It is important for the team member to restate the plan to you, like in their own words and you're listening for, did they hit all the points, right? Are they in this? Did they understand? And are they ready to take action? And yes, the follow-up is part of the plan, right? And so the plan is they're going to do X, Y, Z. We're going to reconvene or I'm going to come to your area. I'm going to watch. We're going to talk about it don't make that something that's nebulous in in the future and something you spring on them. It should be part of the plan. And the way I, I see, you know, follow-up follow-up is just part of team development and individual development as well. So when I think of development, I also think of cultivating a garden. You don't just clear the land, fertilize and plant the seeds or, or plant the like partially formed plants in the garden water it, and then walk away for three months and go, it's all done. I've done my work. We're good. Because if you do that, I mean, that's an option, right? Lynn, is an option. <laughs> And the pro is you don't have to, you can get a lot of your own work done, right? And you don't have to, you're not worrying about other people or getting caught up in that. But the con is you get what you get. That's and right. I will guarantee you, you will not enjoy what you get. It will not be what you envisioned. And it will be way more work to clean it up on the other end than if you had just put in the time to regularly do that maintenance work. So think of that as like the watering, the fertilizing, the de- the weeding, all of that. Those are the follow-up meetings. So, And we it. are on the same page with that.
1: 100%. I love that analogy so much in that it really helps us keep in mind that if we are trying to watch it grow, you can't do that if you don't keep watering that plant. You can't; It's not going to grow. And it'll hopefully be something that stays fresh with your audience. I think there's an element that the biggest advice I can give to leaders, and we've talked about this in the past, is to not go into tell mode to not tell a team member everything that you think they should do and then walk away from that meeting and think that they are going to do it. This allows for a two-way conversation to take place. And this is where development happens. This is where retention of the knowledge and the skill or whatever the case may be begins to form. And then that follow-up is just the icing on the cake that allows us to continue to observe that they are continuing to do the behaviors that we want to see.
0: Lynnae always ends our episodes with the best final thought. I say it to her all the time and she laughs. She doesn't think it's true, but go back and listen to how she just summed everything up. It's incredible. So what were your takeaways from my conversation with Lynnae? Do you follow any particular model when planning your feedback conversations? Head over to LinkedIn to share your thoughts and takeaways on the posts corresponding to this episode. And if your last promotion has you experiencing and confronting challenges you haven't faced before, consider working with me. I would love to support you through this transition, help you get your feet under you again, and feeling confident in your leadership. You can find the link to schedule a time to chat with me in the episode description. If you're listening through a mobile device, that link will be in your podcast app. If you are listening through the Women Taking the Lead website, the link will be toward the bottom of the episode webpage. As always, I hope this was of value to you and here's to your success.